What's up, what's up, what's up, my friends? Welcome. Get ready. Grab a snack and a bevy. It's time for you and I to have a chit-chat. Straight up facts. Tell it like it is. Laugh till you pee your pants. Cry, because you probably needed to. And I can't promise, and I'm not going to throw any F-bombs, but I can promise you'll feel a lot better after listening. It's time to get personal. One-on-one, down and dirty, and have a coffee talk. Buckle up. Let's go. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Denise Sith here for another coffee talk on this fine May 27th Saturday. Um, it's adorable and it's awesome sauce because next week at this time I will be in Europe. Oh my God. The six month countdown is finally over. Lord. And, um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not even halfway packed. But whatever, you know, hey, the best stuff happens. And you know what? They um, actually have stores there. So, you know, worst case scenario, uh, I get myself, uh, you know, what I need. I got what I, I, mean, I it's going to be fine. I'm, I'm totally not even panicking over any of this right now. Um, no, for real, though. See, normally I'm like totally panicking, totally panicking. But I'm not. I'm not panicking at all. So anyway, happy Saturday. Um, I'm getting my hair done today, getting it all touched up a bit. And I'm also getting, uh, what else is getting done today? Um, I'm getting nails done, petty done. Uh, what else? All the, all the necessity. I don't do like eyebrows and stuff. I pick that stuff out myself. I did start uh, dermapl- dermaplaning, microblading. I don't even know what the hell it's called. Um, it goes to show you how much I actually do. Um, but I do like pluck the uh, hairs out of my chin every day because I'm Italiano. When you have Italian blood, and apparently now I'm finding out through like all the DNA stuff that I'm European, um, Eastern European, <clears throat> you totally get the um, the beard and the mustache. And wax does not agree with my face. I've done all of the stuff. I will tell you that threading hurts like hell. So I'm not doing that. Um, so literally, I just get up every morning and pick them out of my chin myself. And sometimes there's absolutely nothing there. And then 20 seconds later, after I drink coffee, there's like a three-inch hair on my chin. I don't know. Anybody else? Just saying. Um, things to look forward to after 40. Um, you, you really don't care what anybody thinks about you. And it's probably a good sign because stuff like that is going on, right? Um, what else? Shoot. Oh, you know what else happens when you're like, actually, I have this like early on in my life. It's a hormonal thing, apparently, for like, if you've gotten sick or you've taken steroids for a while or whatnot, you know, like prednisone and all that kind of stuff for like regular things like asthma and cancers and stuff like that, right? Obviously, I took mine for cancer. Here's the deal. Um, I woke up one day and I was getting ready and, you know, I just got out of the shower and I'm like, oh God, I hate hairs on me. Like I, like I cannot stand 
like a loose hair like on you. The feeling is just shudderable, okay? So I had one like on my chest. So I went to like wipe it away and I'm like, oh God, look on me. Oh my God. And um, I went to pull it and it was connected to my nipple. I almost died. I had like a four inch hair coming out of my nipple. I will tell you that when... <laughs> I can't be the only one with nipple hairs. Um, I have not had one since I've had a breast reduction. So I don't know what the what the connection is with that. But when I had my breast reduction, um, people always laugh. You've had a breast reduction? Yes. Could you imagine how big these fuckers were before? Um, it was just so, like, not okay. Um, but I will tell you that after I got that done, I never got them again. So I don't know if that's the answer to nipple hair, but there's that. Wow, I never thought I'd just open up. We're like not even five minutes into this Saturday podcast, and we're already talking about nipple hair. But hey, you know what? That's what Coffee Talk's all about, peeps. So it is Saturday. I'm getting my hair done today. Um, I'm not going to cut it. I'm really liking the way it's laying, and I appreciate all the compliments. I will tell you that. I'll take them all. Um, And... I need a pedicure badly, like badly. Oh my God, so badly. I haven't had a pedicure since I had my surgery last September. That was the last, that was the last time I've had it done. Like, holy good gosh. Um, what else is going on? Okay, so I'm ra- I'm tapering off the last days of uh, Z-Pack and prednisone because yep, I wound up getting the upper respiratory infection. Um, and I always get it. It turns out that I really didn't have like the stuff that Peter had. Peter had like the sore throat, him and Mr. Sith had a sore throat and runny eyes and noses and blah, blah, blah. And they said kind of like a head cold thing. Turns out mine are completely allergies. So I, I have fall allergies, but apparently now I have spring allergies. Um, apparently in this current spring, everybody's got fucking spring allergies because they're horrendous. So she's like, do you get post-nasal drip? I'm like, uh, yeah, my name's Denise. Um, so yeah, so the post-nasal drip um, always gets me at night. I literally sleep upright because I can't sleep back even on regular days. So here I am all like congested, grossed out. Um, like my ears are got stuff coming out of them. My eyes got stuff coming out. That's how bad my allergies get or what had gotten at that point a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, you know what? I already feel the post-nasal drip. I woke up the next morning, my entire chest was tight. And I'm like, damn it. I knew this was going to happen. But God, God send, right? A God blessing right here. I got it while I was here in the States and not like in fucking Europe, right? So I went and saw my, um, I was, I went, made, made an appointment to see my doc, but unfortunately he was on vacation, which could be like disastrous for people like me because I don't, I don't go in and let the doctors tell me what's wrong with me. I go in, I don't ever go to the doctor. So when I do, I'm there for a reason. I already have diagnosed myself. I already know what I need, blood work, meds, whatnot. We're just going to discuss it. Like I discuss it with him and then it's like, he agrees he's gonna uh, that my diagnosis and medication is correct, so he writes it for me. That's where I'm at with my doctor because I don't operate like other people, and not everything works for me. And quite frankly, the new meds always interact with my lupus, and I'm already flaring because I got an upper respiratory infection. 
I'm not going to flare because you're going to give me some new drug that's going to kick you back some money. And then I'm going to be in bed for like a week because I can't fucking move because of lupus. That's kind of how I roll. So I'm nervous now because he's on vacation. So I see the nurse practitioner. I normally will not see the nurse practitioner. If you're a nurse practitioner, I understand that you have to ask certain stuff and you really shouldn't think out of the box. I get that. Okay. But I, I need that. Okay. So I get nervous right away. So I went in and I've never seen this particular NP and I go in and, uh, she's super nice. And she's like, I'm going to be really honest. You're like your, your chart straight up from the doctor says that, you know, your shit. <laughs> and if you're here, you're here for a reason and you already know what you want. So she's like, what's going on? So I gave her the whole allergy rundown and you know, the, upper respiratory infection. She's like, well, you sound clear. And I'm like, I always sound clear. And then I'm in the hospital with an upper respiratory infection. Trust me on this. She goes, oh, no, I totally do. Doctors clearly wrote that you understand your body. And I'm like, yes. Like, wow. Because this is a new doctor. Because my doctor I had for like 28 years, he retired to Florida. So he's like, bye-bye. Can't even call me in scripts anymore, right? We tried that for like the last nine months before he left. So this is a new guy. And I like them. Okay. So I said, okay, all right. You know, um, this is going well so far. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I go, listen, I wouldn't have come in. I I've been trying to tackle this holistically and I would have, and it would have dragged on probably for another month, but I would have eventually been better. However, I'm traveling to Europe. And she was like, oh, where are you going? So I told her and she was just like, oh, we totally got to get you hooked up. So you normally take what? And I'm like, um, Z pack and, you know, five day prednisone load, because that's all my body can handle. Cause you know, in the past, when I did get all my cancer treatments in order to protect your lungs, as crazy as that sounds, prednisone is a fucking crazy drug. It does a number to your body, but it helps also. It's weird. It's like a total Jekyll Hyde fucking script. And if you've taken prednisone, you understand this, but it flips me the fuck out. Like, I can, the other day I made coffee. I made like a Dalgona coffee. So I'm like, you know, instant coffee, coconut sugar, hot water. You whip it up. It gets all thick and creamy like a mousse. You add some ice, your flavor of choice. And then you add your milk, right? And I add like my coconut cashew milk. Um, I do that. I turn and I spill it. And I fucking cried. And here's me getting more upset at myself because I know I'm crying over it because of the fucking prednisone. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Crying over some fucking coffee. What is wrong with you? I'm like, oh my God, I hate this drug, but I have to take it. So I'm not in a hospital. You know what I'm saying? But that's the shit it does to you. And I warned Mr. Sith and I told Peter, I said, hey, can you just kind of be like the best behavior you can be over the next like seven days? Because mommy's taking this drug today, this medicine. And although it's going to help me, it makes me a little cuckoo and emotional. I'm not going to lie. And he was like, does it hurt you? I'm like, it doesn't hurt me, but it makes me like a little crazy inside. Like there's like a little, like, like there's a tornado in my head, in my heart. He was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. I'm like, right. Um, and he's totally been on his best behavior. I only cried for the first two days I've been on it. Uh, so that's not bad. Right. That said, um, finishing off my prednisone and all that. So at least I'm, you know, all good to go. I'm all cleared up. I'm 
you know, I don't have any sore throat anymore. Every now and then I have a little bit of a cough, but that's normal. Like, you know, just how like normal cough, right? I breathe in something weird from outside. So I got to get it out of, hack it out of my lung. That's pretty much how I am every allergy season anyway. So I didn't think that was too much to ask for. I just didn't want to like be like wheezing and rattling on a flight, you know, an eight and a half flight to Austria. We don't want that. I got to take a drink of water right now. Speaking of hacking up, right? Um, so that's what's going on with that. So I'm so much better. We're all that. Peter officially second grade. We talked about that. Um, we had a few like trickling field trips from uh, homeschool co-op, but outside of that, he's all good to go and in second grade material. Um, 40th anniversary reunion from eighth grade. This was interesting. I will tell you, though, that we do have a bunch of people that graduated. We're all like 53, 54, right? So I'm, my birthday's in October, so I'm one of the younger ones, right? But, you know, by months, obviously. But I have a later birthday, so, you know, it, it is what it is. But um, let me tell you, we, we aged well, our group of people. We look like dang good, and we've lived some good lives. I'm not going to lie. I mean, a group that showed up did. You know what I'm saying? But we had people fly in. We had, I think, 19 or 20 people. I'm not sure. 19 or 20 people. But that's a lot of people um, from, you know, 40 years of eighth grade. I mean, how many people do you talk for me? You talk to from eighth grade? Um, it was pretty, you know, substantial. And there are a couple people there that I talk to all the time, right? And then I found out there are a couple people who are actually close to me. We had some people fly in from Florida. We had somebody come in from, a couple of people come in from Arizona. I think somebody was there from Texas. It was pretty darn cool. So, um, yeah, I it, it was interesting, you know. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, Nikki, who is Pete's godmom, who passed. Uh, she obviously went to our school as well and uh, kind of dedicated the night to her. And we all decided that instead of having another 10-year reunion, because we'll be all 65, I'm like, uh, what? Um, you know, we'll all be like 64, 65 years old. I'm like, yeah, that's, when you think about that, it's like, what? Um, we decided that we're just all going to get together once a year in May, you know, and uh, if you show up, you show up. And if you don't, you don't. But this way, like we can all, we really all do enjoy our company and reminiscing and talking about new stuff and where everybody's kids are graduating and doing whatnot and making fun of me that I got an eight-year-old, that kind of stuff. Like, so I thought it'd be kind of cool. I'm like, this is, kind of, this is really, really, really kind of cool. So that's what we're doing. I was like, how awesome is that? And then I think I can come back and start making some lunch dates because you know how I am about that, right? I got to shit and get off the pot. I really, really got to just do it instead of all that other nonsense. Um, but yeah, so I thought, well, that's what I'm going to do. And we're going to get it over with and I'm, I'm in. That said, um, what else is going on? Uh, house setter. So my sister's going to be watching the house with her daughters. Pool's ready. All that is set up. What else do we got going? I opened the pool in like two days this year. You know, the better you close it, the easier it is to open up. And Mr. Sith was super helpful because he was able to vacuum it out for me because obviously I couldn't do it. Like, I can't stress myself out before we leave for this trip. And I really have just decided that I'm not going to even sweat the small stuff right now. I've really been pushing myself walking and whatnot. 
And uh, I'm feeling it. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling it. But if I just keep doing it little by little, then I think that it, it's I'm going to kind of develop this resistance. Plus, it's a little bit easier to walk like, you know, in Europe, right? In Rome and in Vienna than it is to, you know, walk around while you're trying to shop locally. It is what it is. Um, so I'm not even sweating the small stuff. I'm going to enjoy every day. I'm not going to overexert myself and I'm just going to have a great time. That's what I'm literally going to kiss it to God. And I'm going to be like the new person. I'm going to be the person. Remember I was telling you, I was trying to get Mr. Sith to agree to you. You give me a list of how you want me to act like to make this like the great, a great vacation. And that I'll give you a list of what I need you to do. And it's going to be like, awesome. Yeah. He never turned in a list. And I didn't expect him to. So I've decided to just make a list for myself. So I don't like disappoint myself. Because I do that a lot. Where I expect more of me. But I in an unrealistic expectation. So like, okay, I need to stop doing that. So for this trip, I am not going to exceed expectations for myself to keep up with everybody else. I am just going to relax and do things. Uh, what else? Oh, and the trip, right? I find out. So I, um, cannot stand. I have this thing. I will spend money on stuff that I want, but what I will not spend money on is phone service. I know this sounds crazy, but I will not pay for like an iPhone. I will not pay more than $300 for a phone. I'm not paying all of this money for service. I used to have sprint in the past and they're literally like, will totally gangbang you on your bill. I'm not even joking. I know that sounds gross, but Sprint and some of these companies will gang bang your ass on these bills. And I just won't do it. So I have Metro PCS. I pay like 47 bucks, including my insurance. That includes my insurance. A month, I never have any issues. I have connectability. I can make all my calls. I don't even know who the provider is. T-Mobile, maybe it's a Sprint. I don't even fucking know. And I don't care because it costs the same amount every month and I don't care. So as long as I can text people and use my stuff, and, you know, making an occasional call, that's good to go. However, I do not have international coverage, all right, which is fine, right? Normal people would be like, oh, my God, I don't have coverage. Well, I'm not going to Europe to, like, call all my friends and do shit on my phone, right? When you look at it that way, I don't need international service. All I need is Wi-Fi. And Mr. Sith, he has a big fancy-ass phone because he needs it for work, Right. So they gave him some extra stuff too to give him like all of these extra data stuff. I don't know, probably because they think they're going to fucking call him when he's out there instead of using the people in the damn office. And I'm looking at him like, that's not going to happen. Like the office better be on fucking fire before they call you. I'm just saying. And it's not like you could put out the fire so they can call you after it burns down with a picture and a text message that says, hey, take your time. Enjoy your vacation. Um... <laughs> um, I don't want it to burn down. I'm just saying. Um, I'm going, I'm being dramatic with the extent. Then I'm like, okay, so he's getting all these extra, I don't even know what they call it. So like I can Wi-Fi off of him. So I'll always have Wi-Fi because I'm always going to be with him. And if I don't have Wi-Fi, I'm probably going to be in a hotel or an Airbnb with Wi-Fi. So I don't need him because I'll have my own. <laughs> and uh, and then, so then I had to download WhatsApp. 
Okay, so whatever. I'm old, so I don't know anything about WhatsApp, but apparently everybody uses WhatsApp in Europe. Like everybody. I'm like, oh my God. First off, you could do you could do voice messages, you could do videoing, you could send pictures, you could change wallpapers. Here's me. This is like Messenger, uh, Instagram, Facebook, text messaging, Zoom all in one. Where has this been my whole life? I love this. So if you know me and you have a phone number in my phone, I'm probably going to invite you to WhatsApp because I fucking love it. Um, So I'm going to be using WhatsApp. So if you're on WhatsApp, I'm on WhatsApp. And if we have phone numbers, I guess, or we don't and you want to, um, go ahead and send me a WhatsApp. Hey, and uh, we'll hook up on WhatsApp. I thought that was super cool. I'm loving this. Um, Still doing Italian. I'm on like three, what day? uh, Shoot, 319 days in a row of Italian. Doing the best I can. And I think I'm fairly confident. So I do really well when I'm writing down and guiding myself in responses. Obviously, I can't sit there and write down with a dictionary, you know, when I'm traveling abroad. However, I found a really cool like translation thing and stuff. So that if I want to respond in a certain way, I can say it. And then the Italian way or wherever I'm going, but the Italian way will come up and I'll at least be able to confidently pronounce the words. And I'm totally okay with that. And I do think that if I'm in a conversation and they talk slow, that I'm going to be able to pick up the gist of it. I'm going to be able to order food, ask for transportation, uh, or, you know, get around in transportation and be able to read menus and stuff. Um, say please thank you politely order coffee correctly that kind of stuff so I think I'm going to be good with that I think we're good I'm fairly confident in my Italian skills that I've learned thus far and I have decided I'm going to continue to take this like I'm taking it all away I want to be fluent in Italian like conversational fluent like I'm going all in um so last weekend my family was over for my mom's 73rd birthday My mom is 73, bless her heart. I found a picture of uh, me, her, and my sister, and then my grandmother and great-grandmother. And I'm like, dang, we all look alike, except for my sister, who totally looks like my dad's side. But I was laughing because I was just like, listen, we look so much alike. Like if I'm basically like my mom, when you see pictures of my mom when she's a teenager, it was like me, but with different hair, you know, like dated hair. It's always the date hair. Uh, that gives you away. But I was like, wow, that's crazy. And we opened up the pool that weekend. We, um, what else did we do? Um, oh, so then my mom, we're talking about the podcast, right? So I tell her that Peter is, was a guest on last week's coffee talk. And she was like, oh, you know, I've never listened to any of those. And I'm like, of course you haven't. Um, she's like, so I was telling her how we were telling stories. And I said, well, listen, I tell lots of stories about you guys. So if you listen, like, don't be fucking mad. Like, cause it's my podcast. So shut up. Um, and she's like, I don't care what you talk about. It's your fucking podcast. You're right. So my mom's cool like that. So then she says, you got to tell some good stories. Like growing up, I'm like, oh, I've, I've, I've told tons of stories. And she's like, have you told the Florsheim stories? I'm like, no, totally forgot about the Florsheim stories. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, I did tell the stories about them, like stalking each other in the bushes when they'd get loaded. She's like, okay, all right. Uh, how about the story about the gypsy? 
She's like, I'm like, oh, I totally forgot the gypsy. And I'm like, oh, here's my mom giving me ammunition to talk. So I am going to bless you with two stories today. <laughs> two family stories. So both are hilarious. So if you have to go potty, it's probably a good time to pee before you really start getting into these stories. But um, so the first one, my mom was talking about Florsheim. So Florsheim, if you don't know, already know, depending on your age, you probably definitely don't know if you're under the age of 40. Um, Florsheim was a shoe company for men. Okay. They might've sold women's shoes. I don't know that. Men primarily bought them in my family. Okay. My dad in particular. So they had this like, you know, classic shoe look, right? The, the boot, the zip up boot, you know, like Italians wear and you know, all that. Obviously my dad's Italian. So he's, <laughs> he used to have this pair of Florsheim boots and they used to have a lifetime guarantee on their shoes. And at one point, I think my dad bought these shoes in his fucking thirties. And you know, the, the, something like the heel, you know, gets scuffed or whatnot. He had it resold. Then like the, the zipper got jacked up. He had say he took them back to a floor shine shoe shop and said, the zipper's all fucked up. And they're like, okay, um, like how long have you had them? He's like, it doesn't matter. You have a lifetime guarantee. And they're like, we do. We do in fact have a lifetime guarantee. So he got a new pair of boots, right? A more modern pair. Cause obviously it's been 10 years. Okay. And he got a new pair of shoes. Five years later, he's, he's scuffed the shit out of these shoes. Right. And he takes them back to Florsheim and he gets another pair of boots. My father did this for 25 years bought his Florsheim boots back to Florsheim because uh, he wanted a new pair because they didn't meet his expectations or they got worn or basically used by uh, life, okay? Like what she happens with shoes. So I don't know back in the day what Florsheim was she thinking when they did this lifetime guarantee. But there came a point where my dad would come in the store and you could tell all of the guys that worked there would be like, oh, Jesus, it's this guy, fuck. What's he bringing back now? So at one point, the, sh the boot value had gone down, but my, my dad's boot value was still at a certain value, right? At this point, because mind you, he's bringing in new boots from like two, three years now, okay? He's basically getting a brand new pair of high-end shoes every three years, okay? Then he finally walks in and he comes home and he's got like, a pair of shoes and a pair of slippers. What happened to your fucking boots? They don't make those kind of boots anymore. So I bought this nice pair of dress shoes, but the dress shoes are cheaper than the boots. So I got a pair of slippers too. They finally did cut them off. Let me tell you right after the, the shoes and the slippers, because at that point, some, some wise person in corporate office decided the uh, lifetime guarantee wasn't working out for them. I don't know how many people actually brought these shoes back but I know that my father did on a regular basis. So it, it, it just made us laugh because everyone would, would compliment him on his damn shoes. He always got nice shoes. And he'd be like, they're floor shine. I bring them back every year. I'm like, oh my God, really? Stop, stop. Um, the other, I mean, does anybody have like, did your dads or your moms do anything like this where they were like so frugal about buying stuff or cheap? I mean, my, my dad was just fucking cheap, okay? that he wanted this big expensive pair of shoes and like just kept bringing them back. I'm like, really? Like, I, I mean, at one point I was like, how often can you bring these back? But here we are. So that's crazy to me. Anyway, um, 
when I was younger, I think I was in like fifth grade. I think it was fifth or sixth grade. Um, you know, it might've been older. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not really sure. Like I said, my, it, it was interesting at this reunion, hearing all these people reminisce about all this shit. And I don't even remember half of my youth. I told you that you get really lapsal when you have a, when you have a traumatic youth, right? It shit is just like a blur. Plus, you know, factor in lifetime dosages of chemo and radiation in your brain. is just like, yeah, not today. Um, you don't need to know that shit. You didn't even like that shit, Denise. You don't need to remember it. It's probably right. But, um, we, so I don't even know. I was a kid. So let's just say I was at least, I was maybe eighth grade. I got nothing else, right? Maybe eighth grade, maybe high school. I'm trying to think, maybe I was in high school because I'm thinking of the people I hung with. So I'm going to say, so I'm like recanting all of that. And I'm going to say this is probably freshman or sophomore year. Okay. Yeah, I'm fairly confident on that. That is important because it's the age thing that is kind of like this whole thing. So we lived in this three flat. We moved around a lot. Shocker, right? When your dad's an alcoholic. But we moved around. We were in this apartment, right? So there was this lady who was the single lady who lived in the basement apartment. And she was cool AF. And I just remember I loved her. She had like blonde hair like Deborah Harry from Blondie. She was a bartender and she always had nails. And um, she listened to like the Doors and Zeppelin and all sorts of cool stuff. And we just thought she was the shit. Her name was Cindy. Loved her. Anyway, um, she was... <laughs> She was, she was always so kind to us and we fucked with her all the time because we were kids, of course, but she slept like most of the day. And then we'd wait for her like dinner time for when she got up because she was a bartender at night. And we'd then we'd go down there and like fucking hang out with her while she was getting ready and shit and having dinner. A lot of times she ate dinner with us. So then we, then there was an apartment in the middle, like the first floor and that was vacant, right? There was nobody there. They were trying to rent it out. And then my family had the top floor, right? So it, we had like three ba bedrooms and, you know, me and my sister would share a bedroom. My brother had one and then my parents had one. And so it's a standard, just regular, you know, three flat in the Chicagoland area, right? And so we're waiting, you know, we've got people like seeing all of a sudden the landlord, I guess, calls my parents and says, oh, we've rented out the middle floor. They're going to be moving in. Okay, cool. Whatever. So that we know, I guess, to alert my parents that it might be noisy, right? Keep the kids out of the hallways. They're moving stuff in. All right, whatever. I will tell you that they must have woke us up at like 2 a.m. It's like they're doing construction in the apartment. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm feeling it in my bedroom. Like, the wall's moving and shit. And I'm like, what are they doing? Thought they were moving in. Who the fuck moves in at 2 o'clock, mom? You're like, this is weird. So, needless to say... This happened for like two, three weeks. There's like literally full-blown fucking constructions going on. My parents are calling the landlord and they're like, I remember her name was Roz. And they kept telling her like, there's shit going down there, man. Like, we don't know what it is. And she was like, I don't know, like in Florida or Italy, who fucking knows? And she's just like, oh no, it's fine. They're just cleaning up and adding some things to the house before they move their stuff in. And I'm like, like, what are they doing? Like taking down your fucking walls? Like, that's weird, right? And so they would, they wound up moving in, but they were wackadoodle. Okay, they looked weird, right? 
So my dad comes in from outside from meeting them. He was like waiting for them to come home so he can meet them, right? And uh, they come in and he comes upstairs and I, he's, he's fucking furious. And I'm like, oh shit, what happened? And he goes, you know who lives downstairs? Now, I'm real sorry if people are going to be offended by this, but it's like a serious situation, okay? I don't know what they're fucking called today, okay? I don't know uh, if this is politically incorrect. This is just a story from my fucking youth, okay? So I don't want to hear any fucking stories about it, all right? But my dad comes upstairs and he goes, she didn't rent to just anybody. She rented the fucking gypsies. Now, mind you, if you don't think gypsies are real, they literally have fucking reality shows about them right now, okay? And they live a wackadoodle fucking life, all right? It's very from place to place to place to place. That is for a reason. We're not even going to, like, elaborate upon it. Okay, but to live in their area, okay, let alone in the same building as them, it is fucking bizarro world, okay? So we don't ever see them during the day, but come fucking dinner time, this is like, we're going on like months now. It's like two, three months. Poor Cindy is saying she can't even fucking rest during the day because of the noise coming from the apartment. They would have people coming in bringing mattresses, like like thin top mattresses, because, you know, we didn't have all the fucking phantom mattresses and purple mattresses that they have now, all these roll-up air shit, right? They're bringing just top spring mattresses, okay? And people are coming in, and they're downstairs, and it's like, we're talking, there are fucking hundreds of people in the apartments, Okay. So we got Cindy wondering why there's fucking construction noise all the time. And we are, right? My dad and mom and me, you know, because we're looking out the fucking window too. We're not stupid, okay? And we're wondering, like, what is going on? Then all of a sudden, it goes quiet. And we're like, what happened to the gypsies? Like, I don't hear them. And my mom's like, this is so strange. And then Cindy comes upstairs and she's like, I haven't heard him in like, weeks like what's going on so then my dad wound up calling the landlord and being like what's up with your fucking tenants like we're telling you they're gypsies right now we're not hearing them and she's like they haven't returned any of my calls can you guys get into the apartment and my mom's like how the fuck are we gonna get into the apartment if we don't have a key right and these we're talking this is old-fashioned apartment okay it's like a little thing that you just need like i don't know like a pin and a credit card. I'm just saying, all right? I'm not condoning breaking and entering, but I'm just saying that the landlord was like, I wouldn't, I'd like to know what's going on in there, but I'm not around to do it, right? So here comes my mom. Well, Denise, you get in trouble all the time. Can you get into that fucking apartment? And I'm like, oh, I sure can. Thanks for asking. So I go, um, we're downstairs. We're in the middle floor, right? So Cindy's up one, I'm down one, right? With my mom. And we're trying to get in. I got a credit card and like a pin, okay? And we're trying to get into the apartment. They have no deadbolt on, nothing, okay? But we go to push the door. I get it open. We go to push the door. We can't open the fucking door. And so we're like, push, we're pushing all of our weight on it, okay? And we're realizing they have a huge dresser on it on the other side. So now we know we're going to have to push just enough to slide Cindy's skinny ass through it. She was real tiny. And, and 
so she slides through and she's like, oh my God, I was like, what the hell is going on? So she moves the dresser and we go in and first off the fucking, all the gypsy, like icon shit is out. You know, the hat with the, the hand with the bloody eye and the heart and all the shit, this shit is everywhere. They're fucking mattresses everywhere. The, okay. So it, it did have like just brown carpeting. Like it's pretty much like standard you know, tan carpeting in Chicago apartment buildings. They had literally removed all the carpeting and replaced it with candy pink carpeting. I'm not even fucking joking. Candy pink carpeting. Oh, and the little bedroom that used, that was my brother's that used to be like in the hall, like behind the living room. Yeah, that was now a dining room and they took out the fucking walls. Not even a fucking support left, okay? So here's us thinking, okay, and my mom's like, um, okay, I'm sorry. Like, is this a fucking support wall? Like, what the hell happened to the bedroom here? It's a fucking dining room. It, we were shocked. There was like, and then of course, like it smelled horrible, but when we realized they had um, unplugged the refrigerator and uh, the refrigerator. And when we opened it, there was like fucking rotten meat in there and shit. And so we were like, oh, my, we, we were, of course, like Cindy's gagging because she doesn't do like, you know, smells. And it was horrible. And I just, I, I personally don't remember. I should have asked my mom when she was here, but I personally don't remember the conversation she had with the landlord outside of, we feel real fucking unsafe right now. And we're going to be looking for an apartment because <laughs> I don't want to be on the top floor above a fucking apartment. That's just literally been gutted to make it look like, you know, open space. They were like ahead of their times, open space living um, in an apartment building going three up. In fucking Chicago, I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. Um, but I just, to this very day, um, when my mom jogged my memory about it, it is the most bizarro things I'd ever seen in my fucking life. Just the weird hand, you know, like an open palm hand with an eyeball in it. And it had like blood all over it and not real blood, like painted blood and all of these weird statues and the mattresses just you guys, I can't even tell you how many fucking mattresses there were in like old, um, almost kind of like a house dress. Like if you would put on like a little girl or something, the, that shit laying around, it was, it was just fucking bizarro, but this is the shit. And I did that with my mom and the neighbor downstairs. There's that. I guess it was a community effort on the request of the landlord. <laughs> It's like, what the hell? But I'm thinking, you know, it's not normal shit you would do with your family every day. It's just like randomly break in. But um, you, I'm telling you, stuff like this is what other people like need to hear because I feel like everybody has some crazy story like this and or stories like this. I got tons of them, right? As they were jogging my memory, I was like, oh my God, remember that? Oh my God, remember that? Um, But I will tell you like once... Everybody has these stories, but like you keep them hidden because they're just so bizarro. You think other people would be like, what? Except now I'm at a point where like, I don't fucking care because I understand so many people have these stories hidden away and they don't belong in the closets. They belong out for entertainment. I'm going to be super honest with you. 
I feel like I have a whole repertoire of entertaining stories for you guys in the future. There's that. Um, so there, there's my gypsy and my Florsheim story for today. Oh my God, I just snorted. Um, that's it. The next time, you guys, I have not decided whether or not I'm doing um, coffee talks abroad because I'm going to have to do them from my phone. So, um, and I'm pretty sure they'll be interrupted and it will most likely both the podcast and, um, the, the coffee talks, like, well, the coffee talks always are, will be sponsor free in June. And that's so that I don't, um, have to do a ton of editing. I could just go in and out and we can just add in our, um, our intro and exit music. Yay! How exciting is that? So um, we're going to try to put as much stuff as we can on in shorts and in small videos that are unedited on YouTube, both me and in Pete's channel. So Pete is at Peter Productions 2015. He's started doing some practice videos with our Universal Yum Boxes, so go subscribe to him. Um, and then I'm Denise Sif, Finding Calm in the Chaos. YouTube, hit us both up. Pete's are going to be a bomb. But I'm going to get a little more, you know, serious about it. And Mr. Sitz says he wants to do some walking tours, but we'll see if he sticks to that. And if, But if he does, I'll let you know so that you can watch those as well. But we want to take you on um, as much of our vacation as we can, but we also want to make sure we enjoy it as well. But I think everybody should have a chance to see it, so I'm going to do my best. Everybody have an amazing Saturday. Thank you again for listening and lead with kindness. Thank you, thank you my friends. I am very appreciative for you taking time in your day to listen to this special edition of Coffee Talk. Don't miss out on the next episodes of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Hit the subscribe button. That ensures you don't miss an episode and let you know when we're having the next Coffee Talk. Until next time, lead with kindness.